The Arkansas Razorback basketball team beats Kentucky. Man, doesn't it just feel good to say that? And they keep it going. We'll preview a little bit of the Razorback week coming up in basketball. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to betonline.net where the game starts. Hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And if you're a Razorback fan, especially a Razorback basketball fan, you got to be flying high right now as uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks continue their incredible stretch of play and knock off the top five team. I guess it depends on who you look at, number four, number five, somewhere in there. They knock off the Kentucky Wildcats in what was a great game in Bud Walton Arena with a great atmosphere. And the Razorbacks are now sitting at 22 and six or 23 and six and 12 and four in conference play a three-way tie as of right now for second place sole possession of it but arkansas holds the tiebreaker over kentucky and tennessee at least for this moment auburn also lost there at 13 and 3 so if arkansas won out and auburn lost one more game which you know it's not going to be ex exactly the most easiest thing to do or hope for because they had to go to mississippi state and play south carolina at home so we've seen crazier things, but if they just were to lose one more time and Arkansas was to win the last two, they would win the SEC regular season in men's basketball for the first time since I don't know forever, it seems like. So either way, what a game. What an absolute game between Arkansas and Kentucky. One of the better ones of college basketball on Saturday. And you could even tell by the way that uh, national writers and everybody was, were watching this game and, and talking about it. You could tell it was something that not just Razorback fans enjoyed or Kentucky fans enjoyed, just college basketball fans in general enjoyed. And it's just great to see Arkansas continue, continue, continue to come out on top, even when the other team may have full strength, which is what Kentucky had, even though the team, other team may have a great performance, which is what Shebway, which we'll talk about in the insane performance he had. Like, even though they do all those things, they still go home with L's. And to me, as a uh, guy who talks about the Razorbacks and obviously being a Razorback fan, like that's exactly what you want to see. And that's exactly what you want to continue to do. Because once you get to the NCAA tournament, you're going to be in games like this. You're going to face teams like this. And it's good to know that you can come out on top. Now, I know that everyone always brings up with Arkansas. Oh, you know, well, they have this winning record and, and you know, it's at Bud Wall and it would have been different. Okay, maybe. But Arkansas is still winning games on the road. And it's kind of stupid, though, and kind of sad that the top four teams in the SEC are all undefeated at home except for one loss. Arkansas lost to Vanderbilt by one point. That's so dumb. But either way, uh, Arkansas in this final stretch, as difficult as it may have been and considered to be the toughest stretch in any college basketball, and they still have two games left, we know, have they've just taken care of business. I mean, they have just done exactly what you needed them to do and winning your home games, and with two regular season games left, we know that Arkansas has sealed up that number, or at least the top four seed in the SEC, so they'll get that double buy once they get to the SEC tournament. Uh, Joe Lenardi has them at roughly a five seed, 
I've seen some people have them as a four seed. Uh, and I've even had people projecting them as a three seed. It just kind of depends on who you look at. But uh, they're just rolling right now. And in this game, it came down to this. And this, and this is what I'm going to spend the majority of this opening segment. Because if you watch the game, you know how it all went down. But J.D. Note, this was J.D. Note's game. He had really good performances by other guys like Jalen Williams, too. So I don't want to take anything away from them. But this was J.D. Note's game. This stat line, 30 points. 30 points against a top five team against Kentucky. 30 points. Okay. Adding into eight assists. Eight assists. Which, if I did my math correctly, those eight assists led to 20 points. Again, if I did my math correctly. So, 50 points. 50 out of the 75, literally 66.6 repeating, of course, percent of the scoring for Arkansas was because of J.D. Note. Now, he did have five turnovers, which, hey, you know, that's what's going to happen when you're handling the ball that much. But he was able to get whatever he wanted against Kentucky. He was able to get three-point shots. He was able to get elbow jumpers. He was able to get layups. He was able to get dunks, which we saw him just go and mash it in on one play too. And it didn't matter who was guarding him. It didn't matter what they were doing against him. He just went ham. And the thing is, is like also adding two blocks. You know, he led the team in block shots because that's what J.D. Note, literally the shortest guy on the starting lineup, you know, that's just what you expect out of him. But still, uh, it was one of the greatest, and I said this even on Twitter, it was one of the greatest guard performances I have ever seen in Arkansas, and at least this millennium. Because if you think back, like Mason Jones was really good. Like Mason Jones put on shows. Mason Jones, when he, in his, especially in his uh, his uh, final year at Arkansas and Muss's first year, when he was going for thirty and he would have forty point games too, like that was impressive because everyone knew where they were going to go with you know, their offense, they knew that Mason Jones was going to get the ball and they still couldn't stop him. Like, that was really impressive. But he never had those types of games which led to victories against top teams. Now, and I'm not, that's not a knock against him. I just think it was the team he was on. The team that he was on did not have the talent that this team does this year. So it's not a knock against him. I'm just saying that he did that a lot in a lot of different games but it never really was when the lights were the brightest, the spotlight was on them in a major game, especially a game of consequence. And not only did you deliver the performance, but it led you to a victory over said opponent. That didn't happen then. That happened with J.D. Note. This game was on CBS at 1 p.m., national television. All right? Everybody was watching this game because it was a top 25 matchup. Everyone was talking about this game on college game day and whatnot, and, you know, doing their picks and everything. They were talking about it because of the old rivalry. They were talking about it because of what it meant for the SEC and, and for these teams and possible both of these teams can be in the final four when it's all said and done or maybe even more. Like everybody and everyone who's anybody in college basketball was talking about this particular game. And you had J.D. Note know that. You had him know that this game was going to be watched heavily you know that there was going to be 20,000 plus people there. You know that. You knew, and he knew that. And 
even though he knew about all the stuff surrounding it and knowing about Kentucky and knowing about the fact that their guards were going to be back, they're going to be healthy when it was tie tie and severe, both of them were going to be back. Did not matter. When, when the lights came on, JD Note went box office. He put on a show. And I don't think that that can be said or stated enough. And I thought I thought I saw a stat, and I should have had it pulled up. I, I mean, if I get it wrong, uh, forgive me. But uh, there was something to the extent of like it's like the first first thirty point game, thirty point eight assist game against a top five opponent like ever in college basketball history, or something like that. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But anyways, it was a stat that really stood out because of how big of a game he had against that good of an opponent. Now Kentucky's really good. Like Sheboy is insane. That dude also put on a show. Uh, 30 and 18. Not bad. Probably the SEC player of the year, even though I feel like Note definitely made his case known. But overall, I think it was probably going to be Sheboy. But still, Note put the team on his back, made the offense work, and Kentucky had no answer for him. Didn't matter how they guarded him. Didn't matter what they did against him. He made plays. He found shots. And it wasn't just his shooting. It was his passing. It was his ability to create offense. It was all of those things. And so when you see a game like that, in a performance like that, it just continues to add to the level of expectation, rightfully, rightfully or wrongfully so, to what this team can do in the postseason. Because it's one thing to win games. And everyone's talking about, well, it's, yeah, well, these games aren't going to be played at Bud Walton Arena. Yeah, no crap, they're not going to be played at Bud Walton Arena. But they're not going to be played on the road either. They're at a neutral site. Which, by the way, Arkansas did pretty good up in Kansas City. Now, against you know, teams that weren't going to be as good, I get that. But neutral sites, that doesn't bother them either. But when they are going to go away from Bud Walton Arena, and you see performances like that where the light lights are the brightest, and you got somebody like Note that performs in the way that you would hope a superstar would perform. When you get to the NCAA tournament, who's to say that JD Note doesn't go full Kimball Walker and just roll through the tournament and put the team on his back offensively? And there's other great guys too. So I'm not trying to take just everything away from them. I can just say that in order for Arkansas to be successful, it has to be Note goes for 30 every night. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that there are so many reasons to believe that when the light, like this team does not shy away from the brightest lights. They do not shy away from the biggest moments. They thrive in them. That's why Arkansas is undefeated against the AP top 25 this year. That's why they've been able to do the things they've been able to do against really good teams this year. It's funny. It's the bad teams that they struggled against at the beginning. But against the best teams in this conference, they've delivered. They've won. They've taken care of business. And you're going to be facing similar teams in the NCAA tournament. So who's to say that you as a Razorback fan and you as a Razorback basketball team don't continue on this great stretch and make the most out of it too? Who's to say that this isn't the type of play and the type of moment and the type of confidence-building performance that continues to show that this team is not just getting lucky. This team is not just a one-trick pony. This team is built for an NCAA tournament run. And it's because of guys like J.D. Note who can put on a show against one of the best teams in the country. When he, can, when he has the capability of doing that, who are you afraid of? Who are you scared of losing to? 
I'm not scared of anybody, and neither should you be, because this basketball team certainly isn't. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to your Olympic coverage and information. So if you head over to the website right now and use your mobile device to sign up to learn more about the trends and actions today, be sure to do it right now because it's a great website, and especially with all of you betting degenerates out there, I'm probably one of them, let's be honest. But with all of it going on, BetOnline is where you need to be. So head over to BetOnline.net where the game starts. Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. So, um, you know, again, we've been talking about Arkansas and their performance against Kentucky and winning this game. And Arkansas has one final home game left. It'll be against LSU this week. And LSU being another really good team, possibly an NCAA tournament team, a very beatable team, but a good team nonetheless. Uh, It's going to be your final home game. It's going to be senior day, senior night, however you want to put it for a few of these Razorbacks, and uh, we'll probably talk more about that uh, later uh, this week in the podcast. But, you know, I, I was thinking about something that uh, Kyle Tucker, which for those of you who don't know Kyle Tucker, he is a Kentucky beat writer for The Athletic. Uh, some people like him, some people hate him, all those things. But, uh, you know, some of the things that was going on with him and, and some of the comments that he made, I thought were were really cool to see when he was talking about Arkansas. Because, again, this is Arkansas and Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, it, it, he, he's like somebody that I kind of respect in the way of, like, how he views things, where he's not a complete and total troll homer. But, I mean, he's got a little homerism to him. It's not a bad thing or anything like that. But still, it's just you hear and see some of these uh, tweets that he puts out and some of the things that he talks about with, uh, with Bud Walton in the atmosphere. He's been one of those that – has really understood it. And he put out the tweet after Arkansas had won against Kentucky saying Arkansas has won 13 to 14 games, beat Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee at Bud Walton Arena. That's an absolute terror dome. A terror dome is how he put it. So when I see that, I'm like, wow, okay, a terror dome. I haven't heard it referred to that, but I guess it's pretty fitting. And they got other people talking about Bud Walton and how it's just different. And then you got Auburn fans coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, the jungle's better. We've at least gone undefeated there. Cool. And then, uh, you know, people in Tennessee are talking about, you know, you know what they've done in Kentucky and all, you know, those other three teams have gone undefeated. But yet, Bud Walton Arena still gets talked about in every regard and in every positive way when it comes to the atmosphere and when it comes to the crowd that they're able to bring in. And I was at all three of the last games, the major games, the biggest games, I got to see it and witness it firsthand. Folks, I just don't think people understand until you are there and playing in that type of atmosphere how incredibly, like, the attacking of the senses that it does to your ears, to your feelings, it, it, it feels like there's pressure on you all the time. And I'm not even playing in the game, and I feel that. And there was a time during the game and toward towards the end of the game i think when arkansas essentially sealed it up, i think it's when they got that big rebound that tony did and passed off to devo it was so loud that i saw a few kentucky players do this 
put their ears over the, or their hands over their ears. It was that loud. And the atmosphere is just it's it's electric at Bud Walton Arena. And I'm not telling you anything that uh, you don't already know, but I set that up to say this. The most tired and stupid comments about every game that, for instance, Arkansas has played, whether it's against Auburn or Tennessee or Kentucky, I am about this close to, I don't know, actually, I'm not going to do anything. It's like, it's a, it's a vain threat, but still, it infuriates me when people are like, oh, this is their Super Bowl. I care so much about us. I don't know why I just turned into Al Gore there, but like, <laughs> I I hate it. Like against Kentucky, it's like, oh, it's their Super Bowl. It's their Super Bowl. No, it's Kentucky and it's a top five team. Auburn, oh, it's their Super Bowl. It's the number one team in the country. Like, sorry for caring about big events that are going on. As if Auburn, if they were welcoming the number one team in the country, they wouldn't make a big deal out of it. Or Kentucky, for that matter. Or Tennessee. If they weren't bringing in a number one team or a top five team in the country, as if they would not look at that game with a little extra emphasis. Like, that's the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life as far as saying, you know, it's their Super Bowl. No, it's not. It's just a big game, you idiots. Like, that's all it is. And that's okay to have big events and a lot of stuff going around with crowd stuff and stripe outs and all those things for big events. We're America for crying out loud. We love big events, whether it's sporting events, movie events, whatever it is. We love big events. And when we love big events, we expect to have a lot of things come with those big events. Yes, the basketball game is the, is the main course, but we like having some appetizers. We like having some desserts. We like having some sides. We like being able to look at all of the experiences that we can have on that day and enjoy them other than just showing up, get game tips, game's over, let's leave. Like, that's part of it. And so for people to say and looking at what Bud Walton was able to bring and has been able to bring, it's like, oh, it's our, it's their Super Bowl. Shut up. Shut up. First off, Kentucky, you your team left the court early because you thought that Arkansas was going to rush the court, and they didn't. So it makes you look like an idiot because you thought you were so, oh, they're going to rush the court. Ah, well, you know, they beat us. We're Kentucky after all. We're the top five team. They're going to rush the court against us. We better get out of here. They didn't rush the court. Get out of here. Like, do you think that highly of yourself? Like, you think that, that you're that big time? It, it's just infuriating how many people try to make these big events at the arenas, at Bud, especially at Bud Walton Arena, into something to be like, Oh, they care so much more about us. Yeah, we care about big games. Yeah, we care about top five teams coming into town. Yeah, we care about it being Saturday on CBS. And that's another thing, too. It's like it's their Super Bowl. Well, apparently it's other people's, too, because they put it on CBS. All right? They put big games on those types of networks. So it's not just Razorback fans that feel that way. They obviously felt as a network that this game was a big enough deal to put on CBS at 1 p.m with Brad Nessler and that other guy, Gillum or whatever that I thought was terrible. But still, don't give me that crap. Don't, don't like it, it's the new term that's just so dumb to try to discredit like your poor performance or if you lost, oh well, is their Super Bowl. No, you lost. The better team won. 
get over it. And you know what? If Arkansas loses against Tennessee, for for instance, at the end of this year, I'm just going to say they lost. I'm not going to go, well, it's Tennessee Super Bowl. It's so dumb. Although I thought it would be a good troll move to say that the LSU game is going to be Arkansas's official Super Bowl because we've been denying all the Super Bowl talk. We'll make that one our Super Bowl. Every next game is going to be our Super Bowl. So that way we can continue to win Super Bowls. And I can't wait that at the end of the year, we can have a bunch of Super Bowl championship trophies for all these Super Bowls that Arkansas has won. It'll be so great because apparently that's all this is. It's just, ah, it's, it's their Super Bowl. I hate people. I hate fans. You're so idiotic. Take the L and go home. Don't worry about what a Super Bowl or any of that nonsense. Just take the L and go home. All right. So we know that it's this time of year and we're still trying to eat healthy, still trying to go strong. It's pretty easy for some, a little more difficult for others, but let's get all on the same page and make it easy for everybody. Why, why not? I mean, Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Check out all the different flavors that they have. It's a protein bar, but even better because not only is it covered in 100% chocolate, seems too good to be true, but only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein with a lot of different flavors to choose from. How do you get a better deal than that? You can't. And that's why I continue to tell you about Built Bar, and that's why I have them myself. They're convenient. They're fast. They're healthy. They're everything that you could want right in a protein bar. And because you listen to this podcast, if you go over to Built.com, enter in promo code LOCKED15, You'll get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Enter in promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com to get 15% off of the entire Built store on your first order. doesn't matter how many you order. It's 15% off. Again, LOCKED15 at Built.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment of the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I wanted to mention the the baseball team and their performance down uh, at the Round Rock Classic, which uh, they had to play a uh, doubleheader yesterday due to weather against Stanford. And Arkansas won two of three. Uh, They were able to beat Indiana in game one. They lost to Stanford, which Stanford's a really good team. In fact, got shut out in that game, five to nothing. Uh, but then they come back and they beat Louisiana after being down, mainly due to a three-run jack, a three-run piss missile by Balls Battles uh, to win that one six to four. So they're sitting at right now, I guess, if I'm doing the math correctly in my head, four and two overall. Um, and of course, they're, one of their losses being to Stanford, which is a really good team, and and all of that as well. So. The frustrations, though, I see from people on social media, especially, is dealing with uh, the lack of hitting that Arkansas has. And I will admit that, you know, going into the year, if you, I was going to look at one thing that I felt very strongly about Arkansas being really good at would be hitting. You know, I, I feel like that's that's kind of a, a good thing to be good at. And even though the pitching had a lot of question marks and the bullpen had question marks and you know like who's going to how's the catcher going to be like there are question marks but hitting for sure was going to be great well Arkansas has struggled with that and it's not necessarily even struggling hitting in general it's struggling when hitting in the most crucial of positions this stat from the weekend shows you all I need to know and it's actually for a stat for the whole season Arkansas when they have bases loaded bases loaded are 0 and 10 this year. 
0-10. And positions have been bases are loaded. And when they're batting with bases are like, that's bad. That's not ideal. But what that at least tells me and what gives me a little bit of hope, if you're looking to have hope and why you should feel good about it, is one that Arkansas is getting in those positions. It's just they got to finish them out. And it's early enough in the year to where that can absolutely be fixed. And I don't know if anybody wants to hear about it, but I always wonder, like, yeah, cold weather. You know, cold weather and hitting, it's, it's tough sometimes, too. But the fact that they are 0-10 when bases are loaded is what kind of is the most alarming thing to me. It's like, you can't have that. 0-10. So if you think about in those games that Arkansas had those times and in those situations, they get a hit, they get a walk, whatever it may be. It changes the entire dynamic of the game. They just got to close it out. The pitching's actually been really good by Arkansas. Like Cole Ramage was phenomenal over the weekend. That dude was great. Uh, Hagen Smith started off good. I know he gave up a little bit, but he's still going to be great too. Um, you know, I really like what Jackson Wiggins was throwing and the speed that he was throwing with. Like Arkansas is going to be fine. I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to maybe calm the people that are still kind of freaking out about it all. But it, Arkansas will be fine. Everything's going to be just the way it's supposed to be. But you know, you, you want to see them close out clutch hitting. You want to see them be able to get uh, some runs in. And once they start doing that and start getting that figured out, it'll work out. But also, don't do any more of these stupid tournaments in February down in Texas without a dome. Like, that's dumb that the conditions were so poor that you couldn't play a baseball game. I know that's Texas, and I know it's sometimes your weather's unpredictable. But if you're going to do these early tournaments, it needs to be played in a dome. It just it just needs to be. So hopefully from here on out, that's something that Arkansas really looks at. I know Dave Van Horn does too. But Arkansas still in great shape. Still a lot of great things going on baseball wise. Just got to get those got to get those runs in. They're in position to get them in. So it's not like they're just completely and totally getting, you know, land blasted where they can't even get guys in scoring position. But once they get that figured out, once they settle in with that, it should be good to go. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.